What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host, Ken Milam and John Swan, as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. <laughs> number one, uh, number, t- number one in the United States. In the United States, but hey, I'll, I'll take that. I'm yeah, good with that. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I mean, if you did not see the stuff on social media, because um, we kind of made a big deal about it, and it's not necessarily as big of a deal as, as we're playing along with, but it's more fun to pretend like it is. There was this poll that was done, or it was a. a um, it's a list of rankings, I guess is how you would actually say it. It's a blog called The Feed Spot, and they put out this ranking of the top 15 beekeeping audio podcasts and radio shows that you must subscribe to and listen to in 2019. And out of that, um, so my first little thing that I want to point out and make fun of right off the bat, it says the top 15. Mm-hmm. You scroll through that list and look, there's only 11 of them on the list. <laughs> I was, well, I was like, they well, just want to steal my honey. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, apparently even on their top fifteen list, they didn't quite get fifteen. Um, at least every time I pull it up and I scroll to the bottom, it only goes to eleven. They're and, probably going to uh, straighten you out. They, yeah. they might. They probably yeah. will. They'll be like, you know what? We changed our mind. You're not in the top. Yeah. Um, oh, since you brought that up, by the way, y'all are <laughs> you're, you're yeah. number twelve and you're not on the list. <laughs> so out of that, we'll go through. We'll give everybody a little bit of credit here. So. The number one podcast mm-hmm. that they listed is called Beekeeping Short and Sweet, and it is out of United Kingdom. It is a podcast done by Stuart, and it looks like the last name is Spinks, Stuart Spinks. Mm-hmm. And the little thing for it says, Stuart is the owner and head beekeeper at the Norfolk Honey Company. This is a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. So that right there <laughs> is out of mind. Yeah, well, that, and that is why <laughs> I sat there and uh, and laughed, and I made fun of it on social media, and I was like, apparently we got beat out by people with short attention spans. Oh, okay. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, okay. Um, that's where that actually came from because mm. of the the actual <laughs> description of the show. But they're number one, um, and they're in the United Kingdom. And we are number two, the Hive Jive. And of course, you know, we're, we're here in Austin, Texas, so we're in the United States. So if you eliminate right off the bat anybody who's not in the United States, that makes us the number one beekeeping podcast in America. Works for me. <laughs> it's all how you tweak the numbers, isn't Works that how for statistics me. work? <laughs> so uh, the other thing, too, we did have our listeners. So first off, you guys are amazing. Thank you very much. There, we have gotten so much love on social media. Uh, people, you know, like joining in with our our whole quest to get a thousand lo- uh, followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Have we? We no, we have not. We're we're not even close. We're halfway there. So, Rachel, in, work harder. What's that? Okay, now now Rachel, <laughs> Rachel is seriously like. She is going to beat anybody out of the competition to be like the show's number one super fan. Mm-hmm. I pulled up, you know, I don't get to necessarily look at this as often as I as I should, but mm-hmm. I pulled up my thing and I opened it and I lost count at over 50 times that she had posted, <laughs> this is an awesome podcast, you guys should check out the Hive Jive. And she was posting it in pretty much any other 
Instagram forum that had anything to do with bees, and it, my feed literally wouldn't stop. It was like, new post, new post, new post, new post, new post, and they were all rarity works and Rachel, and so she was definitely doing her part to share the show and share the love. Uh, we've had lots of listeners out there who have posted it on their own sites or on their own Instagram, and they've told people, hey, this is my favorite show. You guys should check it out. We've had people that said, um, you know, that basically, like, they forced their entire clubs to listen to it, and we've got other people that have told individuals, like, you know what, this this show has actually beat out both my entertainment and comedy things I listen to because I'm getting <laughs> my education and I'm getting this this hobby and this passion that I like, but I'm also getting the entertainment and I'm getting all the comedy and everything too. So, I mean, those things are so flattering and that's so amazing that everybody feels that way and we definitely love that. And we want to let you guys know that, you know, we, we feel the love and we do this for you. Yes, and- we do. And we have a blast doing it, so we're, yes, we do. we're, we're really glad that you guys have a blast listening yes, to it. Yes, we do. <laughs> and so, uh, but at the moment, Ken, your honey is still technically safe. Uh, we've, we've ran that for a week, and we have gotten a little over 100 new followers on Instagram, but that just puts us a little over 500. We need 1,000 for We need 1,000 for me to steal your honey. Okay, so, it might be next fall when we need to take it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was not my goal. I oh, really no. wanted to steal it now. Uh, well, but they're, they're going to go through. You know, We're going to keep kind of pushing this for at least another week just to see but. what happens. And if we get there, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, if we don't, it's okay. It was a fun little ride and a fun little game. While I'm not wearing a tube top. I don't know, Ken. <laughs> I, I have been looking at the statistics on here on how you get followers on Instagram. And I'm, I'm noticing two things. One is uh, you have to be well endowed in the chest. And <laughs> two, you have to wear tight fitting clothing while you're well endowed in the chest. Um, and the third note in there is that, you know, um, we're the wrong sex to, <laughs> to yeah, accomplish either of those things. Uh, so, uh, but I've noticed this. I go through and I look and. You see some of these podcasts and stuff out there, or even just Instagram feeds, right? And the gentlemen, by far, are trailing way behind the ladies. Well, and it's because the gentlemen are the ones going on there. Hey, I want to follow her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so. There were bees in that picture. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What was that? Uh, uh, it was bees. Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. So, so see, there you go, guys. That that could be another fun little thing that we do. I mean, if we have to, if you force us to, we no. will put Ken in a tank no. top, no. nice no. tight fitting tank no. top. No. You do not want to see that. And we're gonna. Well, there you go. Do not All the more that. reason to get a thousand followers. Yeah. If you don't give me what I want, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm you just do kidding. not. Pay. Hey, you do not want to see that. (laughs) That's our first fundraising campaign. Give us money or else we'll show you Ken. Yeah, we'll show show you his feet. He can hang upside down with it by a tree. (laughs) Talons. Pretty much. He's like, "Ah, you can just grab a hold of something. Okay, so back to this little list. And now, okay. and, and again, the reason that I say that this is this is awesome and also means nothing at all is because this is it's the internet. It's just like I say with Insta well not no no. We want everything on Instagram. Follow well, us yeah, on Instagram. No. But like on YouTube and Facebook, anybody who does or does not know anything can get out there and post something. So mm-hmm. I will put a disclaimer up front that I have no idea. Like, I'd never heard of these people. It's awesome that they did this. And, you know, we definitely want to give a huge shout out to Feedspot and their blog. Um, That is amazing. But 
it's it's a list online. So you know, is it like we got honey. ranked we'll on the it. on the Nelson ratings or anything like that? No, no. Um, but it is still fun and it's it's a good way to just kind of have a laugh. So going back through it, uh, the number one beekeeping podcast again is Beekeeping Short and Sweet from the United Kingdom. Number two is us, the Hive Jive. Number three is Beekeeping Today podcast, which um, that one tickled me pink that we were actually ahead of that one because that one is done by Bee Culture Magazine. Really? And so we are actually ahead of them, but only by one spot. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, we've got the Barefoot Beekeeper, which is also in the United Kingdom. Beekeeper's Corner comes in at number five. And the Beekeeper's Corner is another one here from the United States. Then there is Beekeeping Backyard, or sorry, I said that all wrong, Keeping Backyard Bees. That podcast, it does not actually list where it is from. That's um, a country and western song. Is it really? Keeping, Keeping back Backyard Bees. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We just have a whole new branch where we can there take things go. now. We talk country, and Ken can sing country, and we're we're gonna we're gonna develop an entire show. We're gonna hit the road, Ken. We're gonna go out on the road. You're gonna that's gonna be our opening number, <laughs> and then you're gonna come out in your tank top. Making me to make my wife. Can't go there. Oh, oh, make okay, making mead. Making mead. We had a listener suggestion, yes. which is terrifying, yes, and hysterical at the same time, okay. and, and maybe someday we'll have to do it, but we can't do it when we normally record our shows. Okay. Um, um, when know we, how to make mead? When we get into the more advanced topics, yes, we should do a show, and this was the suggestion, we should do a um, show making about mead. making mead, but we have to be drinking mead the entire show, so the longer the show so goes, they want to say it's puke. the crazier we get. <laughs> so the, keep that one on the back burner, because mm. that, that was a suggestion for maybe like next mead. year's template. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It, bad. And, you know, we, we get crazy without having alcohol Pretty in our much. system, so who knows what that would be like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so number six on that list was Keeping Backyard Bees. Number seven is called Hive Mind, the podcast for beekeepers by a beekeeper. Number eight, Kiwi Mana Beekeeping Podcast from New Zealand. Those are our friends down under who show us which direction the water goes. Yeah, <laughs> water goes opposite down there. Huh? It does. So Kiwi Mana came in on the list at number eight. Congratulations, guys. And on number nine, the Beehive Jive Beekeeping Podcast from London, which we have also oh, mentioned yeah. because we, Kiwi Mana said our out, name was yeah. too close. <laughs> so, so they're number nine. Uh, number 10, Beekeeping at Five Apple Farm Podcast. And number 11, out of your list of 15, number 11 is the last one. <laughs> number 11, the treatment-free beekeeping podcast, keeping bees without treatments, chemicals, or pesticides. So that is of your list of top 15. Okay. Those are your top 11. <laughs> now, is that one talking top bar? I have no idea. It ought to. It ought to. Because top bar is probably the, uh, well, you know, if you ask Les Crowder, you know, he says that's the way to do it. And that's the way, now that I have my two Langstroths, I got my two top bars, and I watch, by the way, I'm going to have about 50 before it's all said and done. <laughs> John says, oh, no, no, no. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the top bars are doing so much better than Langstroths. 
At your place, yes. And yes, we're going to go place. out there when we get done yeah, recording today. today. We're going to be out there. We're going to do a full-on inspection of the top bars and a full-on inspection of the Langstroths. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure everybody's doing okay. Make sure that the the growth rate of the top bar versus the Langstroth is not an indication that there's an issue with the Langstroth. Mm-hmm. So we'll check those out just to make sure. Um, in situations like that, it's it's better to compare apples to apples. So we'll compare the two top bars to each other and the two Langstroths to each other. Because if each Langstroth is about the same point, mm-hmm. then they're doing good for their setup and their situation. One thing I was wondering is if I need to set them up a little higher. No. Keep the skunks off of them. Well, we've got them a foot off the ground. Yeah. That should be plenty because that's yeah. when the when the skunks stretch up like that, that's yeah. what exposes the belly. So they should oh, be okay. okay. But I, don't, I, I know mean, we got the, the tree I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, they go in right at the ground. Yeah. And you can see where he's been Something's digging. Something's dug there. Oh, yeah, yeah they, they've been digging there. They're skunks. We did have a listener. Okay, so a, a sidebar here, side note. Okay. If you guys do want to send us comments and feedback and questions or just shout out and say hi, uh, do so on Instagram or on Facebook or send us an email directly to info at thehivejive.com. Mm-hmm. Um, however... In this specific situation, so all the different podcasting apps out there, like okay. I, what I listen to it on is different than what you listen to mm-hmm. it on, which is different than what everybody on the show listens to mm-hmm. it on. So all the podcasting apps, some of them have features where you can, obviously all have feature where you can subscribe. Right. Some of them have features where you can go through and you can like the show or, you know, all these different things to it. Well, mm-hmm. apparently um, there's also several of them out there where you can comment directly really? from that app but the problem with that is is that that comment stays in that app it doesn't doesn't come to us specifically and we're not necessarily logged into all those not apps all of them. so i got this notification they forwarded over to me and they were like hey john um it says that you got a comment and we don't know how to get to it and i was like what are you talking about so i went in there and i looked and it was on one of the actual apps that mm-hmm. the listeners listening to and it took me like 30 minutes to figure out how to get signed up and then tie it to our actual podcast so that it would give me access to the stupid comments. <laughs> so that was a little bit more challenging. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I do apologize. That comment had been out there for a little bit, I believe, and it took us a little while to get in there to it. You get a much quicker response if you do Instagram or Facebook or send it directly to us at info at thehivejive.com. So anyhow, but they did comment out there and they wanted to point something out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to say this is a correction because I stated the way that I did on purpose. But um, when we were talking, we had the gentleman who had talked about doing foundationless frames inside right. of his hive and uh, wondering whether or not that's a beginner thing to do or not. And if he could and the the disadvantages and advantages. Right. Well, in that segment, I went through and I talked about the fact that if you have no foundation, mm-hmm. no wire, mm-hmm. no support whatsoever, mm-hmm. it excludes you from being able to do an extraction inside of an actual extractor because a centrifugal force can destroy the comb. Unless you do it real slow. <laughs> that was almost creepy. <laughs> so yes, unless you do it very slowly. So it, the, the first year of this whole podcast, the whole point of this is like beginner beekeeping and getting going and, and actually getting you guys off to a really good start with a good solid foundation. And then as we grow and move on, we'll talk about more advanced things and things like that. And, you know, maybe throw in a disclaimer. Hey, if this is your first year, maybe don't try this. But the listener wanted to point out the fact that they had actually just done an extraction 
in medium frames, completely mm-hmm. foundationless, no wire, no nothing, and mm-hmm. they did it in an extractor, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to say that it is not impossible, mm-hmm. and I agree, it is not impossible. Nothing's mm-hmm. impossible. There's always a catch somewhere. Mm-hmm. But you have to go very slowly, which means it takes three to four very times the slowly. <laughs> so it takes much longer <laughs> yeah, to get your honey out of that comb. And it's probably not going to be necessarily as efficient because you really need the speed and the centrifugal force to throw the, whole, the all the honey out. But it can be done. Now, that's because it is a medium frame. Mm-hmm. And they more than likely have attached the comb all the way around to all the surface of the frame itself. So that gives it a little bit more rigidity and support. Mm-hmm. In a deep, if it was a deep with no foundation, you, you cannot No, because, because it's too big. It's too big. It's too, yeah. it, the, the comb will start to move and start to bow, and it will blow it out, and it's, it's a mess. But so when we went through and we said that, it mm-hmm. is not because it's impossible. It's just because... And as they even stated in their comment, it can be done. You just have to go very slow. It takes a lot of technique. And for those types of reasons, that's not what I necessarily want to put out there to the general audience on saying, yeah, hey, go ahead, go do it. Because I don't I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like everybody else on YouTube and on Facebook who just throws things out there and says, oh, it's See awesome. If it sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I Tiny saw this wood. morning when I got up. There is, yeah, it would stick to everything. Um, the first thing I saw this morning when I got up was actually a post from a gentleman who mm-hmm. had said, new idea, and it was coming from another country, mm-hmm. and they had used milk crates, and they put frames in them, and there was no description as to what the hell they were actually doing. I don't know if they were storing the frames in it or using it as a beehive, but there's thousands of bees on the ground on the base of this one. And it made me almost think that they had put them in boxes in the in the mm-hmm. crates to store them, set them out there, and the bees were robbing stuff out of it or honey okay, dripped honey, out of the bottom. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it almost made it look like they were setting them up as a beehive. And so you've got this picture that says, great idea, very cheap, very simple, perfect for the beginning beekeeper. And those things do not go together. Cheap and simple and perfect for the Hell beginning no. beekeeper does not go together because <laughs> if you if you're storing your comb like that, and it is brood comb. Mm-hmm. Moths. Moths and the wax moths are going to eat it yeah. all gone. You've got this milk crate that has thousands of holes in it. So, yeah, you got a lot of airflow. Yeah. But you've also, you're going to let all the bugs in there to do whatever they want. And if you're trying to use it as a beehive, you got thousands of holes that are going to let all the bugs in there to do whatever they want. You can't guard it. You can't control the temperature. So, in both regards, yes, you could store them in milk crates and you could stack them. And if they're just honeycomb and they've never had brood in it, you might be able to get away without the wax moths eating your wax. But if there's ever been larvae laid in there, the wax moths are going to eat it all gone, especially if you leave it outside unprotected. Mm-hmm. So, again, just because you see it out there doesn't mean it's actually you know too good to be true. <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's a good thing to do. Um, so we definitely appreciate you listening. We appreciate you leaving the comment. Um, I do apologize that it took so long for us to actually be able to get access to that comment and respond to you. But yes, it is possible to do some of these things, and you just have to take great care and go very slowly, and it can work. Um, but traditionally speaking, it is not something I would recommend for everybody to try. So moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't try it. You're gonna just go on the splat. side of the, the of the extractor. Curse blat. Okay, so Mr. Ken. Yeah. This entire episode mm-hmm. um has been about social media, apparently. Welcome to the social media Pretty episode. Much. No, so we are follow going us on to, Hive Jive. Follow us on the Hive Jive. On At the Hive Jive. Instagram. Instagram and Facebook. We oh so we don't have Twitter. I'm not a Twitterer. 
And you're not a Twitter. I'm a Twitter. You do have a Twitter account? I have a Twitter account. How the hell did that ever work? Mr. I'm not hardly on anything, and you've got a Twitter account. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> not as much as a lot of people are, but I'm on, I put three or four posts up a day. Well, that was that was one of the things that is actually, so that that listing of how they ranked the Ken different Milam shows. Ken Milam on Twitter. Ken Milam on Twitter. Or Ken Milam, yeah. Promoting. Ken Milam. Um, yeah, so the, the list that we went through and listened to on the top, or 15 beekeeping podcasts. Mm-hmm. The podcasts are ranked based on the following criteria. Your Google reputation and Google search ranking. That's number one. Influence and popularity on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media sites. Well, on Facebook, we have a whopping 141 or 44 followers. Woohoo! <laughs> so, wow. So we suck on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we don't even have Twitter, period. I mean, it's just, I can't keep up with the social media as it is. I'm That's why we have people to follow help. To, uh, Facebook. Yeah, you know, we're sitting here talking about um, people <laughs> need to follow us, and Mr. Ken here doesn't even follow his own damn show. Well, no, it's not that. It's, it's hard for me to do because... Oh, been years ago, I posted some pictures on my Facebook of I a got you some hate lion, and, and, and no, it was a million three hate mail, and where a man had killed a cougar, mm-hmm. and let's put it this way, PETA, uh, uh, I won't go into who it was, it but was a they, lot of uh, negative kickback. I, I got death threats. Yeah, and iHeart jumped in there, and they took over and went and visited the guy with the sheriffs of Dade County, and that's all I'll stop. And so my my count is pretty screwed. It, yeah, they kind of locked it locked down. Up. Yeah, they locked it down so that people couldn't mm-hmm. get in there and find things and send you stuff. Um, but you, I, I know for a fact, you can still go follow things. Oh yeah, I can. <laughs> so you need to follow the hive jive, I Ken. <laughs> Just because you don't want people to steal your honey doesn't mean you get to neglect giving us that extra follow. Come on now. <laughs> so anyhow, back to what I was trying to, the point I was trying to make here. Um, so you know the, the dearth. The social media, <laughs> social media is actually it it played into those rankings. And then the the quality and consistency, um, the quality of your episodes, how many episodes you put out, and the consistency of the frequency of that yeah. was the third category they looked at. And then the last thing was that the uh, Feedspot's editorial team did an expert review of it and and did the final ranking of it. So that's kind of where y'all. they came up with those. So we don't have Twitter. I don't know if we need Twitter. I know I know that Twitter, the whole thing is about tweeting basically multiple times a day every day, and I just and don't I have don't time do for that. that. I, I will put three or four, and that's about it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see on that one. To be determined on Twitter. Yeah. We'll TBD see. Twitter. <laughs> so, um, but otherwise, we're gonna start doing a. Uh, I'm trying to line up and stack multiple interviews in a row. Mm-hmm. So that we'll go through and we'll we'll have multiple of these to interject. And we've already mentioned a couple of them to you guys. But to kick that off, let's do a quick interview with Ken Milam himself. Yeah, that worked. So, Mr. Ken. What are we going to talk about? Well, I, basically for bees? yours, we're just, yeah, bees, oh, bees. okay. But so, in general, we, we know your story. Everybody's been following along. We know mm-hmm. you just got started this year. You've yep. been, you've had your bees now for like two months. And you've got two top bars, two Langstroths. Mm-hmm. umpteen different hives on the way because you keep buying things and ordering things and and yeah i'm yeah. gonna have probably before it's all you want to get one 50. of the things we're going to be talking about uh in probably next spring is buying pounds of bees because i've got so many different oh, the packages packages yeah. package bees yep and so we'll talk about you know 
the the nukes as compared to package bees. Uh, uh, what the package bee is? They just put a queen in one of them things and poke it in there. Yeah, the queen's in a in a queen cage, and the queen is not related to any of those bees, and most of those bees aren't related to the other bees either. They're dumped in in mass from different colonies, and then a new queen is put in it, and they're shipped off. So they all hate each other. Yeah, they don't know each other. Well, at all. that's just like you know Washington D.C. What the hell do you think? <laughs> I think they all hate us. <laughs> so, well, oh, any of our listeners from Washington D.C. I'm not talking about you. No, 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 I'm no. I'm talking no, about no. the ones. We're down talking there. about the government. That's yeah, all. That's all. You guys, uh, you know. We'll try not to do guilt by association just because yeah. you happen to live there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, and you do have this brilliant idea about getting packages from different regions so that you can then compare those bees. And we're going to have Yankee bees. We're going to have Southern bees. We're going to have uh, uh, South Carolina bees and see if they use, uh, what do they have over there? They use mustard barbecue sauce. <laughs> So, yeah, Ken's, well, we'll figure it all out. For the last week, Ken has been coming up with fun redneck names for his different areas where his bees will come from mm-hmm. so that we can, by the time we do those episodes next Bama spring, bees they're going to have, their, Bama bees. They're gonna have their own <laughs> own names. Um, okay, so anyhow, yes, that, that is that is definitely something that we can look mm-hmm. into doing because you want to jump up basically to 50 hives, right? Mm-hmm. Well, something like that. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be 50, but well, we'll the, probably go to The rate you're going on buying equipment, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I found this other guy. He's got well. When you told me if I buy his his stuff, it's got it's full of drawn comb, and I can have honey next fall from his once I put bees in there. Yeah, because uh, I don't. What have did to... that do? It go ting. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ken jumps in his truck, hoots on a trailer, and <laughs> heads off for a couple hour drive to go yeah. buy him some hives. Yeah, empty hives. But I mean, drawn comb. That's a that's a huge resource, and it's a huge boon to the colony mm-hmm. because if you can give them drawn comb, the queen can immediately lay in it if she needs to. They can immediately stick food stores in mm-hmm. it. So if you're trying to start a colony off and make them draw everything out on their own, that takes a while. Mm-hmm. If you start a colony off and you slowly start giving them comb, still at the rate that they can guard it and protect it. Mm-hmm. They'll grow way quicker because they're not using those resources to build the comb. So that's kind of a, a that'll be another next year topic on there as well. So well, the, we may start that up pretty quick because that, those two Langstroths, they have filled out two of the Langstroth the deeps, and three are still with nothing but yeah. plastic. And we'll check we on may, that. We may play with that. We'll check on that today when we go out there and look. Yeah. But if that's the case, and we end up getting that drawn comb and it's good decent comb. Mm-hmm. We may take those three empty ones out and put the drawn comb in, but we're going to wait until the fall flow to do it. We may just do it to one of them and leave the other one alone. Just to see how they do. Yeah, we can do that too. And then we we follow the format of the show. We experiment and play and see what works for you and give the compare and contrast of the different things. So Mm -hmm. that's why you're the guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I look at it. I ain't wearing a tank top. I don't know. You never know. Eric can wear the tank top. (laughs) Eric's like, go for it. He's good with it. Okay, so in these last, so we've been doing the show now for six months, and we've talked about a very broad thing of topics in there, and then you've had your bees for two months. So at this point, what would you say, what have you learned the most? You know what, the bees, I knew I would love it, and I do, but what gets me is how much it has made me notice the world, not just 
you know, looking for flowers. And yes, just looking for flowers, but certain kinds of flowers. You know, you when you first told me, well, Ken, you know, flowers are all, they're all pretty and they're all, they're, they all smell good. But you have to look for, some are nectar producers, some are pollen producers. Some of them, uh, your bees won't even go see those. They got to have a mason bee. So I'm sitting there. Okay. And then you, oh, by the way, you know, some of them just take bumblebees. I'm sitting there, well, I'm going to have to genetically change my bees to make them bigger and better, <laughs> especially if they're called Bama bees. But, <laughs> oh, bulldog bees, Georgia. George Bulldogs. You got some Bulldog bees. We're going to get bees from Georgia so we can have Bulldog and Bama bees and see if they fight. And, and then you'll have your your uh, your Bahama Mamas. Yeah, and- we'll have Bahama Mama bees. <laughs> yeah, Big headed queens or what? No, Big Island queens. <laughs> That's your Bahama Mamas, the Big Island queen. But, but anyway. Big headed bee. Uh, but big-headed you know, it has made me notice. Uh, I really never noticed that mesquite blooms. Now I see mesquite, you know, trees with the blooms on. And then I got to noticing, oh, look at that mesquite. It's got dead blooms falling off. It's got beans coming on. And there's fresh blooms blooming. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I've always noticed white brush, but or bee brush here. And it does bloom every time it rains. So it's a big nectar producer. Then I've also noticed the different kinds of flowers that are out there. You know, uh, you've told me that Indian paintbrush, for instance, is a nectar producer. Then Indian blankets are a nectar producer. Blue bonnets are a pollen producer. And and those big thistles, we don't know what the hell they are. They make a ton they of pollen. They make a bunch of pollen. <laughs> but, and, and then uh, my honey is a whole lot better than John's honey because I have so much horse mint. <laughs> And I got spotted horse mint, and I've got uh, just regular horse mint, purple okay. horse so th- mint. There you go, guys. He just, again, everybody heard him say his honey is so much better than, which is why you need to follow us on Instagram and get us a 1,000 followers so I can take his damn honey from him and give it to you guys because it's the best honey you're ever going to get, apparently. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Damn, it's just good old Texas honey. Now, see, you made you made some great comments in there in regards to what, you know, things that you've learned from beekeeping. And it's actually some of the things that it, it I think it kind of happens to all of us. And it, it's almost the same psychology as like the new car thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find a car and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And you either potentially buy it or you I look into buying 50 cars. Though. No, 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 no. But you look into <laughs> buying the car, right? Oh, yeah. you, you fall in love with this new make and this new model mm-hmm. and you've, you've never really noticed it before. And then as soon as you've either acquired it or you're hardcore you're looking, looking into it, one? no, you start seeing them everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's like every time do. you turn around, yeah. there goes another one and there goes another one. And bees are kind of the same way. When you first get into beekeeping, you start paying attention to the small details mm-hmm. and that can be something that flies by. Well, what is that? Was it a bee? What kind of bee is it? Where did it go? What is it doing? What's it pollinating? What's that flower that it's on? Oh, I wonder what it does. Like you said, does it make nectar? Mm-hmm. Does it make pollen? Do all bees go to it or do just solitary bees go to it? You become way more in tuned with the actual world and with nature and, and everything kind of starts, you start seeing the interconnectedness and the harmony of things. And that is amazing. What got me was with the mason bees. We had a we had a cactus. Its thornless cactus was blooming, and these mason bees were on top of it. And I mean, they would just roll and throw that pollen all over them, and just I mean, just they don't carry pollen like 
they don't carry it on their legs like uh-uh. the no. That's, I mean, they uh, would just roll in it. Yeah, there's there's an entire classification of how you can determine what type of apis apis being B, mm-hmm. what type of apis Why species you say bees? it is. It's easier. Well, because I, I just wanted Apids. to... I, okay. I got to get some of that, you know, that knowledge That's stuff that you went to school for. Yeah, right. okay. That's right. <laughs> Spent a lot of time learning this stuff, okay, man. Okay, yeah. Um, but no, the, the there's different ways that you can classify what the type of bee is mm-hmm. based on where it carries its pollen load. If it carries it on its legs, if it carries it on its back, if it carries it on its belly, if it carries it along the edges of its abdomen... Each species of bee has a different place where they've specialized hairs and bristle to go through and hold that pollen, and that's where they pack it in and carry it. So that in and of itself is actually really cool. Um, what is not really cool, and this is a side tangent, but I, I get I get calls for everything, right? And mm-hmm. usually it's because on the removal aspect of things, sometimes we'll get ones in there that are they're hornets or they're wasps. Oh, the, yeah. The people, yellow, yeah. Yeah, the little yellow hornet. Oh, hell Well, yeah. or, or even the big Paper ones. Paper hornets. The big ones. The oh, I don't cicada, see many of the big ones. Cicada killers. So oh, the big ones. The big the, ones. The tarantula killers. Well, the tarantula. So you've got two different types of, of wasp, right? Yeah. You've got the classification that falls under the mud daubers, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that have like the tiny little They'll stick. They'll still sting the well, thing you, pretty hard. If you make them, <laughs> yeah, if you make them mad. But in the greater scheme of things, the mud dauber is actually extremely docile. And yeah, mud daubers eat yes. spiders. So if you don't like spiders, don't screw with your mud daubers. Leave them alone. But the mud daubers build the mud wasp nest, right? Well, a regular mud dauber is about the size of a normal wasp. It's mm-hmm. about an inch long, maybe inch and a half, right? And then you've also got like what we traditionally think of as the yellow jacket or even your orange paper wasps, the the ones that are more of the orange and black or yeah. orange and red banded, yep. right? Yep. yep. And those feed on other insects and creatures' larvae. Now, if you take those things and you supersize them, you know, mm-hmm. like back in the day, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like no, they're, yeah. they're wasps yeah. on mutagen kind of mm-hmm. thing. The cicada killer is like a massive sized yellow jacket, but it's a single, it's a solitary hornet. It lives by itself, but it mates in groups. They're huge. They're like two and a half, three inches long. They're are they massive. striped like a hornet? They are striped like a hornet. Their head is darker, and then they've got these, like, orange and yellow stripes across I've their abdomen. A, I have to have seen them. They're big. They're like this. They're huge. They're I literally like three inches them, long. But you only see one at a time. But they're called cicada killers uh-huh. because that is what they specifically hunt out and look for is the cicadas when they start so coming out of the dogs. ground. Yep. Oh, our, our bulldog does, too. He thinks they're oh, like yeah. treats. Crunchy little uh-huh. snacks. But so that's the cicada killer. On the other side of that is what you said, like the tarantula hawk. Yeah. That is a three-inch long mud dauber who is massively huge. They're iridescent blue and black, mm-hmm. and they specifically hunt out tarantulas, mm-hmm. big spiders. Yeah. They sting them, carry them back to their nest, and feed them to their young. And those things are actually beneficial. But the, the whole point of that was we usually get these calls, and it's like, oh, well, they could be ground-nesting hornets, or they could be yellow jackets and things like that. But then when they send me the pictures— it's a nest of solitary bees or a nest of bumblebees, which we need. We need no, those yeah. solitary pollinators no. for your flowers and your food and all that stuff. And they're like, well, they're in my garden and I just can't get out there. And I'm like, but they're not. Even the giant cicada killer is not aggressive. It's freaking terrifying because it's huge <laughs> and it flies at you and it's like, and you're like, ah, but they they will not go and attack you unless you do something to attack unless them. Unless you make them mad. Right. And mm-hmm. so I go out there where in our yard where they're all over looking for the cicadas and I can squat right down and they'll fly right around me and they they just they look at you like what are you? Oh, never mind, there's no food and they keep going. But people will call us and they'll say, "Hey, we need, you know, I, I need to get in my flower bed and how can we kill these things?" And I've tried all these chemicals and poisons and I'm like, "Wow, you suck." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quit trying to kill nature, guys. Well, 
to that extent, you know, Chico. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's a. Y'all don't know Chico. <laughs> Chico is another friend of ours that he works, works uh, on another podcast. Yep, he that works we on do. the Untamed Heritage podcast, yeah. and he's the video guy. And he told me today or yesterday we were talking. He says, Ken, you know, I've been following the hive jive and you have changed my, y'all have changed my life. And I says, well, what do you mean? He says, now I pay attention to when I'm out there spraying bugs and using insecticides and pesticides and, and all of this stuff. And he says, I start paying attention to that. That's good. Oh, yeah, it is. And, you know, another thing, I was just sitting here thinking uh, to the question that you asked me, how has it made me see things different? Bees are so much like us. Yeah, you've said that multiple times. They're just they like are. people. I mean, they are so much like us, except the queen is the president. No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. No, I won't. but you know, it's it's it's. There's so much. You know, you got the workers. You got your 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 the ones that take care of the queen. You've got this and you got that, and you know, then you got CIA in there and the FBI in there, and then <laughs> FBI. <laughs> well, CIA and FBI and uh, yeah. There's quit. there's job classifications inside there. Everybody has their own role, their own task, and, and the, janitors. Where they get it right, and we don't though, is that they know how to work together to make something successful and to accomplish a greater goal. There is no infighting. There's no arguing. There's no lying. Like no, they're yeah. they're truthful. So if yeah. they're looking for a new food source or they're looking for a new home. Mm-hmm. It, the ego is not there, so they're not in there saying. But they will fight for food and steal your food. See, that's what y'all trying to do. You're trying to steal my honey. Well, that—that's me. That's not the bees. That's just see. That's why they're better than us. Yeah, okay. No, they are. When it comes to food, they are super, 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 super. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the word. The word escaped me. Mm-hmm. They're opportunists. That's what I was gonna say. They're yeah. super opportunists because they will. Take the 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 liberty if you leave anything sweet out and there's mm-hmm. no real nectar for them, they will happily come and clean it up for you. Yeah. And your neighbors hate you for that. If your neighbors left something sweet out and all of your bees descend on them, it is a yeah, that's not a good way to make friends. Um, that's where it comes back Don't to. Don't put the frames out after you drained them. <laughs> well, I did that. I extracted I did, them. Was I on the phone with you when I did that and I was sitting <laughs> in the driveway? So, yeah, what he's mentioning there is. Uh, uh, we had gotten done doing a bunch of extracting, and I had several boxes there that we still needed to let the bees clean out. And what I do is I take them out and set them back outside to let all the bees come yeah, and just come rob and them take out. everything right. out. Well, mm-hmm. these were in the back of my truck, and I was like, well, I'm just going to put them in the backyard there at the house, and you know, I've got a decent-sized yard and And your everything. mama wouldn't even go outside. No, no, she was not happy with me. <laughs> she uh, she sent me this message, and she was like, there are bees everywhere. And I was like, yes, but they're not our bees. <laughs> but I was, I was sitting in the driveway talking to you, and I'm watching, and it's like this super highway of insects flying from across the street, across our sidewalk, up over the fence and into the backyard. And I'm like, wow. That's going to be cleaning damn hives up. That's going to be real fun when somebody goes for a walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> a swarm so. attacked me. Yeah, no, no, no. You just walked into the middle of it. It was going for food. My bad. <laughs> yep. Oh well. <laughs> but anything else? Anything else you've gleamed in these first few months? Yeah, it's just I've had so much fun with them, and and, and I hope everybody else. Does. I know they do. People that I have talked to that just got into this can't. They're well, for instance, the the commercial guy, uh, you know who I'm talking about, Mark. Uh, he 
He says, Ken, you know, he says, when I hire a guy to work for me, the first six months is him just watching the bees because they're so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And he says, then he says, after six months, he says, I jump them. Hey, we got to get to work. <laughs> we actually need to do something. <laughs> like a bee. So, but they're so fascinating just to, to learn about them. And, yeah. and it's crazy. It's when we did the interview with Pamela Yeaman, she said the same thing. Like her, her favorite thing was watching the bees. And mm-hmm. Her favorite thing is the bees. And she just loves to sit there and, and enjoy it. And that's why every time she makes a trip to one of her apiaries, it takes her basically from sun up to sun down because she gets lost in the bees. She's there to do a job, but then she'll sit there and, and she'll say, well, I just, you know, I just get so distracted and fascinated and I I'm find myself standing there for five, 10 minutes just staring at this colony and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing something, you know, and then move on. <laughs> and I think that's the same for all of us. It doesn't matter if you have one colony or if you have yeah. 20 colonies. When I got my first two colonies, every night I would come home from work, I would go in the backyard, I'd sit down in the bee yard and I would sit there and I'd just watch them every evening right as the sun would make the golden mm-hmm. rays right about that golden mm-hmm. hour time. Sun is setting, the beams of light are coming through just right and the, the, every night the bees were doing their orientation flights in my backyard and it was so quiet and peaceful and calming and pretty soon I'd look at the clock and I'd be like, oh my God, I've been sitting back here for an hour and a half just staring at the bees, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I like I, I should go do something or maybe I should eat dinner or, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're amazing. They're fascinating. They really are. I hope y'all are all finding that out. Yeah, I know they are. They wouldn't be listening to us. Heck yeah! And keep sharing it. Keep telling your friends. Instagram. Get everybody on Instagram Facebook. to follow us. Get people on Facebook to like the page. Uh, the more you guys do that, the more reach we have, which means the more interesting and fun things we can bring to everybody. I'm and not going to wear a tube top. I'm not barring anything. <laughs> anything is possible, guys. Speaking of which, Ken, let's go steal your honey. Well, that sounds good to me. Let's go check them out. Yeah, see? Okay, he do agreed. I, everybody heard. I said, steal your honey, and he I said, let's no, go. Said, he said, let's go check them out. He said, that sounds good. Let's go. So there we go. That's where we're going, guys. We're heading out to check Ken's bees. We hope you had a great weekend. Have a great week ahead, and we'll be back next Monday with another brand new episode of the Hive Jive for you. I bet you'll have a video of them. Well, my bees after a while. Yeah, we're gonna have some videos. Okay, I there usually, you go. I go check it out. To. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Y'all be good, Yay. family. Bye, everybody. Be safe. Bye, family. Y'all be good. It's time for our guys to buzz off. But don't fret. The Hive Jive journey continues with new episodes on the first and third Mondays every month. Until then, you can follow along with the guys on Facebook and Instagram at The Hive Jive. Thanks for listening, and be safe out there.